0: Thanks for joining me today on the show. I'm so happy to have you with us for my conversation with Dr. Orman. Dr. Mort Orman has been a physician and decoded the way to conquer stress for himself when everything he tried had him coming up short. In fact, he likes to flip the whole conversation on its head. We really dive into the power of the words and the definitions, a lot of which we take for granted. So I think you'll get some good food for thought in this conversation with Dr. Orman. So glad you are with us for this short and sweet conversation coming to you from the Potapalooza event. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Living in a stressful world doesn't mean you have to give up on happiness. Instead, you can shift your perspective of stress and discover how to live your life in flow. Welcome to Happified. I'm your host, Susie Vine. Join me for inspiration and interviews with folks who are shining their light in the world in the areas of positive mindset, health, and wellness. I'm so happy to have you here. let me ask you a question. How do you answer when stress calls? It comes in on lots of different channels these days, sometimes as white noise and sometimes with bells and whistles blaring. You may try to power through working harder and pushing yourself to the limit in the hopes that doing all you can will be enough to get you through. Stress can feel heavy, ominous, and may be hiding inside of any new email or notification on your computer. What if, instead, you see stress as an opportunity to rise and thrive? What if stress not only strengthens you, but fuels your success? It's not a dream, and it's not a secret that's exclusive to the power players. If you shift your perspective, you can empower yourself to enjoy a radical shift in how you show up to stress and how stress shows up in your life. Want to learn more? I have a special report for you that shares some tools you can easily incorporate to start putting stress to work for you. It's available for free at happifiedlife.com. Click on the gift button to pick up your report today. So happy to have you with us today on Happified. We are coming to you live, recorded, but recorded live in the Podatorium as a part of the Podapalooza event. And I am so excited to connect at last with Mort Orman. Dr. Mort is an internal medicine physician, a former corporate health and wellness executive, and a 40-year stress elimination expert. If your audience wants to know, and I think that you do, my dear audience, how you've been lied to about stress for decades and how these lies are harming you every day, Dr. Orman is here to shine some light on the subject for us. And I was just sharing before we hit record that I am a nurse's daughter, so I was raised with a familiarity of our Western medicine system, and now I enjoy a holistic approach, and I like to say I kind of had a front row seat to how stress shows up over time. So I'm sure you can speak to that through the course of your experience in your career, as well as seeing the impact in your patients. So thanks for joining me, Dr. Orman.
1: Yeah, I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, I too had a front row seat to stress. Um, I I went to medical school and they kind of teach you how to have stress in medical school. So, and then they send you out to open a practice and they don't teach you anything about running a business. Um, So you have to figure that out on your own. And then You just run into all kinds of uh, problems and difficulties. And uh, so, yeah, I I had a lot as a young physician back 40 plus years ago, I had a lot of stress. When I opened my practice, I had a lot of anger, a lot of uh, anxiety. I I was petrified to speak in public. I could have never done this, you know, back then. That would have been a basket case. And I had relationship problems all over the place. Um, I had a I actually had a hundred percent failure rate in all of my relationships with women. Every single one failed. Um, they started off fine, but they just fizzled. And, um, so there was a lot of stuff going on. And then, like you say, you're when you practice medicine every day, you're seeing patients that are coming in and you're seeing the results of years and years and years of stress. Uh, and then finally people have heart attacks or strokes or someone develop some other horrendous illness or something like that and you're just seeing you know every day you're just seeing it parading in front of you and you're going and you know you're stressed and you're going like is that coming for me you know and so that got me really motivated to try and do something about my own stress and I tried all the stress management stuff at the time and it just didn't do anything for me You know, I, I couldn't control my emotions I couldn't control my relationships or improve them and I, I was just beating my head against the wall. I'm feeling really frustrated and feeling really, really demoralized because I, I had always been a winner. You know, I could win at just about anything I put my mind to. And I just could not get anywhere with these stress problems I was having. I just kept banging my head against the wall. But again, you, you see all this damage creating in front of your eyes every day and you still, that keeps you moving forward. And so I started doing personal development courses. I learned a lot about myself that I never learned in medical school. I learned a lot about human beings. I didn't, you know, they don't teach how to take care of human beings in medical school. They teach how to take care of hearts and livers and lungs and stuff like that. But they forget (laughs) the part about the human being attached to them. (laughs) So I was learning that stuff. I was expanding my mind, expanding my horizons. And uh, I was, I was uh, learning from some people who, were willing to just sort of um, question the you know the dogma in whatever area they were ex- had their expertise in. So I was in that I was just in that environment, and so I, it got me to start questioning the dogma around stress. And it really opened the door for me to start saying, "Well, is all this stuff that we're being taught and that I was taught is it true?" And once I started asking those kind of questions, and I had the good fortune to follow through and, and pursue them. I discovered almost everything we're taught to believe about stress isn't true and that's what made that's ultimately what made the difference for me and as a result of that one sort of door opening up and me walking through it and exploring it took me a couple years to figure out a lot of stuff but i would not have discovered had i not gone down that path i i would say the last 40 years of my life have been almost completely stress-free and most people don't believe that's possible that's one of the lies we're told about stress that it's not possible to live stress-free in this crazy world today, and it would you would think if that's the case because most people's experience is that, but it's not really true. If you really understand stress clearly and deeply, and you know and you understand life in, in you know very effective ways, then you can get rid of a lot of the stress that most people feel stuck with and they can't do anything about. You know, it's not because they don't have the ability; it's because they just don't have the right approach or the right uh, training or the right principles. and insights and stuff like that, which I was fortunate to have collected back 40 years ago. And it's been serving me very, very well ever since I've written a whole bunch of books on how to get rid of stress without managing. And I've done over a hundred live workshops for all kinds of people. I mean, doctors, nurses, uh, my wife's a veterinarian. So I've done them for veterinarians, um, business owners, corporate executives. Um, I, I even did a workshop for psychologists. I did a workshop for the clergy um, years ago, and I, I did one for the FBI in Baltimore, where I where I had my practice. So I mean, I I have worked with all kinds of different people. My focus right now is on professionals and, and business owners and other really success-driven people because I want people who are really successful in life, but they just haven't figured out how to how to beat stress. And I, if, if you're a successful person and you haven't figured out how to beat stress, I can teach you how to beat it. So that's the kind of person I like. To work with because that's where i was and that's what i finally figured out how to do
0: i love it and i think (laughs) there's so much in in what you just shared um and when i came into this space as as you said you know when you have the opportunity the gift to see where you don't want to go you can see the progression as people move through phases and stages of chronic disease because they've never addressed it when it was small. They uh. didn't wanna fix it until it was really broken, right? It's all right, doc, You know, my, my blood pressure's high or you know, I'm pre-diabetic, all of these little things that now we find even more things are tied to stress, chronic stress and the way that it impacts us. And when I got super clear, that's not the future I wanted for myself, um, and I w- wanted to learn more. I thought, like everyone else does, the secret is turning down stress. We're just going to address it. We'll remove what it is and, and it'll be fine. And and I really fell into the field of positive psychology and fell in love with changing the whole perspective and the way that we look at it. Um, right. But that's fairly, quote unquote, new science really come out of a really extraordinary breadth of research. But even that, I would say, is maybe 30 years old. So I'd love to hear how you with your the way that you just meet and address challenges, you know, a little bit of competitive spirit, definitely looking to rise and overcome, like, tell me what to do. And I'll do it, I'll knock it off the list, you know, definitely an achiever. What was, if you can sum it down, I mean, it's taken you books through the course of your work and exploration. So there's probably not one core myth about dealing with stress. You talked about managing it and that's part of what we're doing wrong. But I'd love to hear, you know, what, where do you tell people to start or, or what do you see everyone doing wrong when it comes to, again, air quotes, managing stress?
1: Well, you know, stress management is not just a set of techniques. I mean, it is a set of techniques and that's what people understand about it. But what's underneath it mm-hmm. is a whole set of assumptions and philosophies and, and understandings that prop it up in other words if you, you have to have certain beliefs about stress you have to, have to have certain beliefs about human beings in order to buy into the whole stress management mentality that tells you what i need to do is go out and learn how to do biofeedback and relaxation and meditation and all that good stuff and that I have nothing against this
0: list and then I'll be calm <laughs>
1: yeah and I, I have nothing against those things they're all actually they're all good they're all they all give you health benefits uh, they all have positive benefits. And they're certainly better than using drugs or alcohol or cigarettes or overeating or things that sometimes people do to deal with their stress. So mm-hmm. they have benefits. But again, they just really get at the symptom level most of the time. And you, mm-hmm. so you, your problems never go away. You keep having to use the stress management techniques every day because if you stop doing it, the stress is just going to resurface and you're going to be in trouble. But the first thing that I did, the first thing that I discovered back 40 years ago that I was doing wrong and it's the first thing that I teach people I work with now to stop doing is you got to get rid of the word stress. It's, it's really attached a, a
0: lot to that word, haven't we?
1: It is a problem. And, and that's because stress is really ju- just a buzzword. It's just a, it's a concept, it's an abstraction. Um, it's a word that was invented like in the 1940s by Hans Selye, who's the father of modern stress research. And do you know that prior to 1940, no one ever suffered from stress?
0: amazing
1: we went through world war one we went through the great depression we went through world war ii not a single person during any of those periods of our history ever said that they were stressed now they there probably was a hell of a lot of suffering going on and people had a lot of issues going on but they didn't have this word stress to label it with okay so that just started in the 1940s and we've latched on to this even sellier himself wrote in his first book that we should not think of stress as something that actually exists, that it was just a term that he made up because he was doing this new research and he had to communicate with it. He actually says it's an abstraction. Don't, don't take it as a real thing, but mm-hmm. we, nobody listened to it. So and but then there's all that science on all the physiology, you know, the, the hormonal, the cortisol, and the epinephrine, all the chemical and neurological. And so that's real, you know, that stuff happens. But the second mistake we've made is we've defined stress in terms of those physical reactions. And it's really only half the story, really, because it's not that that stuff isn't true. But see, stress is a word that we use basically to stand for problems in our life.
0: Mm-hmm. So w-
1: when you and I say we're stressed, what we mean is we're having problems. Yep. And and if we're talking and you say you're stressed and I say I'm stressed, you have no idea what problems I'm dealing with in my life, and I have no idea what problems you're dealing with in your life because we just use this this wastebasket term to just talk about any problem that we can imagine that we don't like. So if you're angry, that's stress. If you're anxious, that's stress. If you're having relationship problems, that's stress. If you're you know, overwhelmed, that's stress. Whatever problem it is, or including health problems, if you have high blood pressure or you have headaches or you have tight muscles, they're all under this umbrella called stress. And we use the same word to talk about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of different problems. Um, and, and that's a that's a problem. Because I realized that I was, uh, you know, what everybody's being taught today is take all your problems that you're having, dump them into one big basket, label that basket stress, and then ask yourself, how can I deal with my stress? As soon as you ask that question, you've lost the game. Huh. You're really going down a path that's not gonna give you a win. It's not gonna give you what, the, the best outcome possible. Now, it doesn't mean you won't feel better, but you're, you're still gonna be mainly focused on symptoms. The way to win against stress is to stop trying to deal with stress. Realize that's like trying to chase a unicorn <laughs> because you can chase it all you want, but you're never gonna be able to grab onto it. It just gonna disappear as soon as you think you can catch it. So the idea that we can deal with our stress or that we suffer from stress is a myth, okay? Uh, we're suffering from problems and it's those problems that are driving all those physiologic changes. You know, that's what's doing. Now uh, when I do a workshop with slides and stuff, I'll, I'll frequently to demonstrate this, I'll take a picture of a horse, and I'll cut it in half, and I'll just show the back end of the horse on a slide, and I'll ask the audience, "Is this a horse?" And of course, everybody will say, "No, that's not a horse. That's just half of a horse." And I said, "Yes, that's the point. It's half of a horse. You got to, you know, you got to take into account the front half of the horse. That back half doesn't go anywhere without the front end. You know, mm-hmm. and the front half is driving the back half." So that's what we do with stress. We, we look at all these physiologic changes in the body, and we, and we define stress that way, okay? Uh, and, and we forget the front end of the horse, which is what's driving all that stuff. That stuff doesn't happen on its own. You're, all those hormonal and neurological stuff and blood pressure stuff and heart rate stuff, it doesn't just happen for no reason. You know, there's something going on. And the, what's going on is all these problems we're having in life with, them. you know, their kids, with our, you know, it could be health, it could be the economy, it could be Democrats, it could be Republicans, it could be Congress, it could be the economy, you, you just,
0: right. you know, in, uh, Fill in word. I mean, if we're running yeah. short, there's always just look around and you can choose a problem. Right. Then you
1: can can use this little little word COVID, you know, this little word COVID comes into play from nowhere, you know, and now we got another problem that's causing all kinds of other downstream problems. So we're not just having problems and problems and problems. And that's what we mean when we say we have stress. So the real way to win against stress is not to manage the symptoms. It's to stop trying to deal with stress, figure out what your problems are, and then get down to the causes of those problems. So for me, I was dealing with anger and anxiety and public speaking fear and relationship failures. Those were very specific problems. And it wasn't until I started focusing on them and asking myself, why am I getting angry so often? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: What's causing that? Why am I afraid to speak in public? What's causing that? Why are all all my relationships? You know, I used to to diagnose or do a postmortem on every relationship. And it always turned out it was something about the woman that was the reason why it didn't work out. You know, and so I, I I picked the wrong woman. So I have to can't pick somebody with those characteristics. So I would pick a different kind of woman the next time, and the same thing would happen. You know, and after enough of those, it finally gets through your skull that maybe there's another <laughs> other factors in play. <laughs> <laughs> so then I started when I finally got to that point, and I c- cried uncle, and I said, Wait second, I got to be generating this somehow. <laughs> I didn't know well, how.
0: Common denominator here. <laughs> yes,
1: I didn't know how, but I kind of. Felt like mm, I got to go look in here. <laughs> I started looking in here, and then I started again. I was doing a lot of personal development stuff, so I was getting some input and getting some help in the process. So I started identifying what I, things that I was doing that I thought were good strategies for succeeding in relationships. They were they were horrible, and I really had no. It was just a blind spot, a big blind spot. I was—they were driving my behavior, but I just didn't know what they were, or that they were even strategies that I had. But once I could see them, I could say, "Oh, that's—that's that's awful. I wouldn't want to be with somebody if they did that, you know, or they treated me like that." And then I realized that okay, I've got this s- supposed success system that's really a failure system. I better figure out how to get a success system. You know, so I—I I learned some things about what what works in relationships. I've been, and I've been married to my wife for 37 years now most of my relationships for the last 40 years have been much smoother because i stopped doing all these crazy things that i didn't realize i was doing that was damaging my relationships and the same thing about anger I'm, I, I have hardly been angry hardly ever get angry in the last 40 years and if i do get angry i know how to get rid of it like instantly or within hours you know i never sit around with anger for days or weeks or hold grudges against people i can diffuse that anger very very quickly because i know where it's coming from because i did that work to find that out, you know, just like I did the work to find out where my relationship failures were coming from. So that's how I that's how I like to work with people. If people come in and say they're stressed. I know they're not. Okay, first thing I know, I, I know that can't be their problem. Okay, <laughs> but so they've got other problems. So then we find out what the problems are, and then I know that they don't really understand. First of all, they haven't been focused on their problems. So we focus them for the first time. And then they probably don't know how to identify the causes within them that are contributing because we're not taught how to do that. I wasn't taught how to do that in all my education, including seven years of medical training. Nobody taught me how to do that. I had to learn that on my own after I got out of medical school and medical training. So um, you just know that people, they don't really see everything that's going on. So no wonder... They can't get rid of their stress. And no wonder they draw the conclusion is, well, stress is just inevitable. You can't, you can't do anything about it, you know? Uh, <laughs>
0: so then and, I have, have it, to manage as long, it as and as we long put as energy in the wrong place. <laughs> as long
1: as you think about it that way and 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 react to it that way, and you don't go where the action actually is, you're not going to get rid of it. And you're going to conclude that that's just life. Mm-hmm. It's it, I. That's how I thought when I was struggling and didn't see a way out. I really didn't think I was ever going to find a way out, but I, I just kept pushing. And then when I found a way out, I looked back and I said, whoa, you know, I, there was a lot that I didn't see back then that I see now that's made a huge difference. And and now I'm on a different, completely different path and I'm approaching it in a completely different way. And now all these things are opening up for all these other problems that I've had in life that I found difficult to deal with. And now I can deal with them better because now I know it's not just the stuff outside of me that's at at cause. it's I'm playing a role in some way, even if I don't know what it is. And a lot of times you go into a problem and you don't know exactly how you're contributing to it or how you somehow brought it about. But it's good to know that you probably did. And then you can try to investigate and see. And usually you'll find very specific things that you were doing to create that problem or to keep it stuck so it doesn't resolve. And it could be something as simple as not asking for help. You know, that's oh, an yes. internal, that's an internal cause of a lot of suffering that people have. They have a problem, it's solvable, but they, they're too proud or they won't ask for help, or they want to do it themselves or they they've been indoctrinated by the culture that you have mm-hmm. to do it yourself. Otherwise you're weak, you know, and we get all these crazy ideas and it keeps us from just going to somebody and saying, Hey, could you help me with this? Or, or hiring somebody to help you solve it, you know? And, and then we remain stuck and we don't realize well, we could have solve that problem. You know, it's like not asking for directions. You know, <laughs> 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 to fix that real easy.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that's definitely the case. Um- feeling shame or you know not wanting to feel less than certainly not wanting to feel like a failure if anyone else is watching Um, and so it can be hard and we can't underestimate the value of having that external perspective because when we're in the weeds it's really hard to see what we're in the thick of and so you know to to the point of your story you know as long as you were totally applying yourself to these different individual situations and they influence each other, they overlap. Um,
1: and some of the internal causes, some of the internal causes were similar. They crossed you know, right. multiple different types of problems, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and I see our reaction to the problems in our lives. I have to think about my words. Words are, we tend to paint with a really broad brush and I love how you've broken it down and stepped back and said it's not a problem of stress, it's a problem of how we address our problems. It's
1: a, it's a problem of problems. We want to the, lump the it real, into a real, big
0: old bucket and say, it's the bigger real. than me.
1: The real. One of the examples I give is, is <laughs> I ask people, have they ever been on vacation at a nice tropical place? And did they, have they ever seen a, pre, seen a pretty sunrise or a pretty sunset? And everybody says, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I said, no, you didn't. <laughs> you, never, <laughs> you Never saw the sunrise or the sunset. The sun doesn't rise. It doesn't set. It's the earth rotating. <laughs> you know, the, the sun just stays still in one place and the earth rotates. And, and it looks like it's rising. So the sunrise and sunset are these two little stories that we made up that we, that we agreed that we'll all pretend they're real things happening in the world when they're not. Okay? <laughs> it's like Santa Claus and the Easter bunny and all that kind of stuff. These are these stories we made up in language. And so we talk and stress is the same thing. It's like, I'm suffering from stress. Oh, I'm very stressed. No, you're not. <laughs> you're just having problems. But the earth, the equivalent of the earth rotating is whenever I think I'm stressed, I'm actually having problems. And it's right. it's not this story somebody made up in 1940, you know that we've carried on, you know that that is just a story, um, and it's different. There are things in medicine, you know, like appendicitis is a word, but it's not a story. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you've got appendicitis, you say, Oh, that's just a story. Don't worry about it.
0: <laughs>
1: that's not going to be, it could
0: it's go not gonna work That story could have a bad ending.
1: <laughs> but, that, but that's exactly what you should do when you say, I'm stressed. You know, I think I'm stressed. No, no, that's a story. Forget that story. You know, what are you actually dealing with? What's going on in your life that you're actually dealing with?
0: Yeah. yeah. And, and the power of questions. And, yeah. and I think that's um, really should give people a lot of hope if if we feel like we've been banging our head against the wall trying to answer the same question okay what question can we answer ask instead
1: yeah Yeah. and that question is often how can i deal with my stress and it's like the worst question you can ask
0: yeah if you want to feel overwhelmed think about how to live a less stressful life big air quotes if you're listening to that one (laughs) because that pursuit could be endless if that's what you're chasing
1: it's interesting overwhelm is 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 not like stress see Overwhelm is a specific problem that comes under the stress umbrella. It's one of the types of stress, just like anger and anxiety and fear of public speaking. Like Overwhelm is a specific feeling and a specific set of circumstances in one's life. That's a, that's a problem that you can actually hone in on. So you can say, okay, I'm not stressed, I'm overwhelmed, which is good. Okay. Now the next question is, okay, why am I feeling overwhelmed or why am I overwhelmed? Why do I have more to do than I Physically or mentally can handle. How did that come about? Uh, what were the external causes and other people making demands, on, and what were the internal causes? Where was I in the in the equation? Did I was I not saying no? Was do I not know how to you know use time effectively? My time effectively? Am I easily distracted? Um, do I do I not have enough help with the house or the home or whatever? You know got all these pressures. Did I not negotiate well in terms of what my job responsibilities would be? Did I go to somebody and say, look, this is too much for me to handle. You need to take some of this off my clothes. There are all these things that go into the problem of overwhelm that and including others, that where we play a role. And we have to look at that. And and it's not that the problem is insolvable. If you don't take effective action, it will feel insolvable and it will be insolvable, but it doesn't mean it some, somebody else couldn't help you solve it or you don't have the ability. Most people have tremendous, tremendous ability to get rid of stress. And if you'd asked me back 40 years ago when I was suffering with all this stuff and I couldn't get it out of it, if you said to me, you know, you have this tremendous potential to get rid of almost all the stress in your life, I would have said, you're full of crap. You know, mm-hmm. there's no possible way that I have that inside me. It's just not possible. In my experience, it's not true. And then fast forward, you know, five or six years later, and it's I look back and I go, wow, that was in me. It was there all along. And I had no idea that I had that power, that I had that ability. You know, I thought I was incompetent when it came to dealing with stress. I thought I lacked the power that maybe other people can do it, but I can't, you know, and that's not the truth about almost everybody I've ever worked with in the last four years has had tremendous, tremendous power. That, that they're not utilizing and they don't know that they have inside them. And, and when we work together and they all of a sudden they see these problems that they struggled with for years suddenly clear up or get much, much better, they go like, Well, wow, I can't believe I did that. <laughs> I can't believe I had that in me. You know, but it it's a common reaction and it tells you that it's there in all of us. It's just we're not, we're not our society doesn't teach us, our schools don't teach us, we don't have role models, media doesn't help us. Realize that's a possibility. It's just all craziness around us that keeps us stressed and that keeps these lies going. And that's what we're up against, you know? And so you need to, you you really need to penetrate through all the BS and get clear about what's really true. When I say I'm stressed, what is it? What's actually going on? What what are the steps I need to take? Even if you don't know how to answer the questions, you got to ask the right questions. And then you can get help if if you can't answer them on your own. And in the beginning, most people won't be very good at it because they're not tra- they're not experienced. They're not trained. They're not experienced, you know. But at least they're in on the right path, you
0: know. Right. And and can't can't blame ourselves for um, not knowing where to begin when all of the popular literature says start here. Yeah. Um, but having having that curiosity, I think is super powerful. Starting yeah. to ask questions, starting to ask why this isn't working, why do I feel this way? What can I change? And always working with someone who has that um, experience and the yes. power to reflect is so helpful in yes. cutting a lot of the frustration out of that path back towards.
1: I, I just wish more stress experts were teaching people to do that. You know, I've been kind of like this one of these lone voices out here for forty years, saying we're going the wrong way. We're going the wrong way, (laughs) and it's like the other the other you know opinion is just so strong, and it's coming from so many different sources. It's just like you know you're trying to hold back an ocean, and it's 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 massive, you know, and it and it's damaging people.
0: Yeah, yeah, helping them, helping, making them feel helpless or incapable or you know overwhelmed, <laughs> again by by what all they feel is against them. Just and you know, COVID, uh,
1: COVID, uh, I, I saw a lot from COVID. What, what COVID really told me, which I knew anyway, but it really highlighted it for me, is COVID should tell us that we were very poorly prepared to deal with a major stress event. Before COVID hit, people didn't take the time to get themselves prepared to deal with stress. They didn't learn how to do this, what we're talking about today. And so COVID hits and everybody is discombobulated by all the changes and new dynamics and stuff that is really negatively impacting a lot of people. And then relationships, people are are thrown together where they are stuck together. And that creates all kinds of new shows that don't have a lot of relationship skills that they thought they had Mm -hmm. and all kinds of things came out from COVID and also about science, how we think about science, interpret science, all this stuff about how our thinking has been really poor prior to COVID and our emotional ability to handle emotions and stress was really poor prior to COVID. And COVID just showed it to us, you know, like, wow. So the problem is most people didn't use the time off during COVID to build that, you know, to build those abilities to deal with stress again when the next thing comes, because whatever the next thing is, we're going to be in the same boat. It could yeah. be for some people like me, I had very little stress during COVID because I had this neat system that I could go to. Um, and I had some experience in the area that, uh, you know nothing really fazed me that much. I kind of knew what was going to happen before it happened. Um, and I knew how to deal with the stuff that most people were finding it difficult to deal with. And, and because I had that system in place you know that I built years ago and that I've worked on for the last 40 years um and i know most people didn't have that kind of thing in place and we really should we shouldn't be complacent with oh well things aren't too stressful right now so i don't have to do any work you know to learn how to deal with stress well something's going to hit somebody's going to get sick somebody's going to die you'll lose your business you'll lose your job you know some horrible things going to happen and you're going to need those skills and it's going to come on suddenly you know
0: and uh, and and so so it's on us to learn from our lessons and learn the, the better path forward. Thank yeah. you, Dr. Orman, for jumping in with me. I will have your contact information in the show notes so people can connect with you. Check out those books that you have been sharing with the world. And um, just into know, a more empowered approach.
1: Tell you, I do a, uh, I do a free one hour talk Perfect. every Thursday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. It's called Three Big Lies About Stress. Okay, that are impacting your health. Your business and your life. And so I go over some of these points and some other ones. And it's totally free. I don't sell anything to anybody. It's just a public service that I'm doing. And all you have to do is go to threebigliesaboutstress.com and you can sign up to attend one of them. And it's the same presentation I do every Thursday. So you only have to go once. It's not an ongoing series, but I would re- definitely recommend that people experience that once and get that education to get them on the right path.
0: and have an evening well spent. Empowerment is, knowledge is power. And uh, once we have that, then we can make the choices and start to move the needle. Yes. Wonderful, thank you so much. It's been a treat to finally get to connect with you. Yes. And I wish you a great rest of your day, take care. Okay, thanks. Thank you for tuning in today. Check out the show notes for any links we mentioned. To learn more about living life with less stress and more flow, visit HappifiedLife.com. And if you found value in today's episode, make sure you subscribe to catch the next one and leave a review to help fellow pod surfers find Happified. Until next time, keep on shining.